Greetings, lovely people, and welcome to the Dread in the Shed podcast. It is I, Daddy Cam, of the One Love Army, um, and I'm telling you all my story. So welcome, all you listeners who've been following along so far. Welcome, all you new listeners, uh, One Love Army. I salute you. Now, where was I? I said I'd try and remember. If I remember correctly, it'd been the first day of school at Leeson's Hill after the move. So this was like the third year of primary. I think it would be called year two now. And it was actually July. It was about three weeks before school broke up. Uh, when we'd moved and uh, and if you want to know what happened when I, that first day of school it's in the last episode you'll have to listen um, but it, it's just taking me back to 1967 and again I also said something I said a word I said a word and I thought about it, it was uh, the years in exile uh, because in a way we did feel exiled away there we we'd um, kind of as it were flown away in the night and uh, Evadne, my mother, had said, don't tell anyone where you live, you know, because she really didn't want our father, Sonny, to find out where we lived. So we, we kind of went away, and as far as we knew, we were miles away. And um, <clears throat> this house, 101 Star Lane, a white pebble-dashed house, as it were, um, semi-detached. Um, at the end of a long row of houses as you can imagine it was number 101 and there was an alleyway that ran beside it and behind it and in fact a network of alleyways around there it was quite an interesting little neighbourhood um, so I remember moving into 101 Star Lane in that summer it was hot the garden was madly overgrown really madly overgrown and uh, interestingly I think my love of tackling a jungle of a garden and restoring it to some semblance of order uh, came from those days because we set about the garden and um, we cut the grass which was like you know probably as tall as me and uh, we ended up planting vegetables I believe Marlon planted potatoes I remember that I remember him doing the furrows and my thing was the red cabbage so I grew red cabbage and uh, I think I grew a few other things a few other things but um, um, I've got fond memories and anytime I see a red cabbage of course I think of that but anyway my love of gardening probably came from that 101 star lane and um, mentioning another theme (laughs) the dogs an incident springs to mind because we'd moved away and um, we'd uh, We'd had Bobby, I told uh, in the last episode, I think the story of Bobby and Prince, the following doggy. But in Star Lane, at one point, there was a family called the Stevens, I think, or Stevensons, I think. And they got an Alsatian, and it was a... Um, a fierce Alsatian, a wild Alsatian, and it's, it was called Zack. And there was one horrible afternoon, I don't know when it was, I don't know how long, because I think we actually lived there for about 18 months or a couple of years, but it was a hot summer day, and the dog got hold of a boy and viciously mauled the boy, 
Uh, the boy survived but was scarred for life, I'm sure, but it was a terrifying incident. So, um, following the last episode, my sister Gwyneth asked if perhaps Bobby and Prince were part of her irrational fear for um, uh, fear of dogs um, and perhaps that incident. Um, by that time, of course, Gwyneth would have been about four. I forgot to mention 1963 when Gwyneth was actually born. So um, there were six of us. Um, and there we are in Star Lane. And there I was. Um, oh, my goodness, what a world that was, Star Lane. It was just a totally different world. You know, there was a local fella. Boy, he must have only been a teenager, Alan Leader. He terrorised the area. Um, but the actual uh, the topography <laughs> of Star Lane was quite interesting because where the houses were were a bit risen and where the road was was a bit of a dip and I remember seeing one day this Allen leader holding a boy over the road which was quite a drop you know over the edge uh, holding him up by his ankles threatening to drop him it was terrifying at that age seeing that and um, but yeah Alan Leader, I think my family could probably recount a few stories of run-ins with Alan Leader, but I'll leave that to them, but he was a notorious figure, and uh, ooh, I wonder whatever happened to him. Anyway, Star Lane, there I was, oh yeah, new school, bit of a lonely boy, we didn't really have any friends, but we had each other, there was enough of us, and we did have each other, and I had my brother Dougie, we were tight. Anyway, um, we probably fought every day, but we were tight. But um, where was I? Oh, yeah, so round about that time, there is a surviving picture of um, of all of us. I think maybe Marlon took the picture. Maybe he's not in it, but um, like my sister Sharon in a girl guide's uniform, my sister started in a brand new uniform, and uh, me and my Cub Scout uniform. So around about that time, I joined the Cubs down in St Mary's Cray. So I was that kind of boy. That's what I was doing. I did the Cub Scouts. That was great. We did church parade, you know, carrying the flag into the, the old church in St Mary's Cray High Street. And, um, yeah, and there we were. Um, yeah, and there we lived in peace with about a thousand mice because the place was just overrun. And we had many a run-in with the mice. And I won't go into it too much, but yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was just one of those <laughs> one of those chapters. But we were happy, and uh, we had a house. We didn't have anyone living underneath us, banging on the uh, ceiling, as it were, or our floor. Anyway, and that was 101 Star Lane. Now then, what else was I going to recount? Oh, one thing, just about that. While we're here, um, 101 Star Lane. I remember. I used to lie in bed and before I go off to sleep, this is one of those stories, quite a weird one, you know, from a childhood, just a memory. Um, and I would swear, I would, t- I would say that I had what you call, what I would call the shadow people come in. So I'd get these shadow people come into the bedroom. I don't know how many of us shared a room, I think. But um, they came in, they walked around, and I used to kind of be under my covers, just peeping out, and watch them all just walk around the room, you know, and then they'd kind of disappear or walk out. But I mean, literally, like, loads of them would come in, you know, about 30 would come in, walk around, and they'd go out. And uh, it was just part of my life, and it's something I saw, and it was one of those things. I called them the shadow people. Didn't think anything of it. But 
later on in life, you know, looking into it further, what I didn't realise was across the dip, across the narrow star lane, there was, you know, dip, the bit across there, which was kind of all overgrown, we didn't really look past the trees or anything, was a massive cemetery. And, um... (laughs) It's like on in life, it kind of oh. So to my mind, it was like the shadow people is just um, those disembodied spirits coming across the road and having a little wander around. But there you go. That was that bit. 101 Star Lane, lovely place. I'm going to leave it there for now, and um, I'll be back again tomorrow. So thank you all for listening wherever you are in the world i know um, you're not all in england um it's nice to know that you're listening in uh, the us of a and st vincent and in spain <laughs> and in greece i believe as well as the uk that's that's really nice to know so keep on listening there will be more um but for now that's all so for now one love army i salute you all my listeners i salute you thank you for listening stay blessed um and i'll see you or i'll be in touch tomorrow all right one love give thanks